Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Haunters. Oh, we are two dudes that love Halloween Horror Nights, love haunted attractions, love the scary stuff around this time of the Halloween season. I am Mr. Wonderful Nick Pearl. With me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend of Hampton Roads, Zach Hilton. That's right. The host with the most ghost, Zach Hilton. Ooh, I like that. The host with the most <laughs> ghost. Uh, in the last episode, obviously, we reviewed five houses, three scare zones from Universal Studios Halloween Horror Nights 2018. And Oh, hold on a second. I feel like an idiot here. Zach, how you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Mr. Wonderful. How are you? Uh, I'm doing fantastic as well. Just ready to... Dive back into Halloween Horror Nights 28, which was a fantastic year. And uh, just to sum it up again, in, in, in the first episode, we covered Slaughter Cinema, uh, Seeds of Extinction, the Blumhouse horror films, Trick or Treat, Stranger Things, uh, and then Three Scare Zones as well. Uh, it was Harvest, Chucky, and Vamp 85. Today, it is time to dive into five more houses because the record 10 house year was upon us and the first house uh, unfortunately uh zach it's carnival and uh we didn't get to go through this house yeah carnival graveyard it's from the get-go i was never on board so it didn't break my heart that we didn't go through it i know there's going to be a lot of people that are like that was my favorite house look you got two guys traveling one guy flew and the other drove 13 plus hours to get to this event like we went through some houses that became our favorite houses of practically all time. So I'd rather go ahead and go through one of those again. If that means that I'm going to have to, uh, you know, sacrifice one of them. I mean, you said it best. You said, you know, maybe this should be a two night event for someone. Yeah. And, uh, it, it really is. It should be because you are going to find those favorites. You're going to find those houses. Like for us, we walked through, what was it? Uh, Poltergeist, I know we did twice. Uh, you did Halloween 4, which we'll get to in a little bit. You did that one twice, and we did. Uh, we mentioned it in the first episode, Slaughter Cinema was just one of our absolute favorites. We went back to do it again, and that's. it's just very, with the 10 houses and with Stranger Things having such a long wait, even if you have the Express Pass, you're still waiting for that one. It It's just, it's a lot to do in one night. Yeah, I, I've come to the point in my, like, going to these events that Halloween Horror Nights just takes so much out of you that yes. maybe it's smarter to go twice in a weekend. I've done it one year. One year I did uh, two nights in a row, and it just felt a little more chill. It didn't feel like, oh, I have to get this in. I have to get this in. I have to get this in. So that is the one thing that, you know, planning your vacation, you may want to go multiple nights. Hell, I know a couple of people that went multiple nights and I'm kind of jealous of them. And, you know, why haven't we done that yet? I don't know, but there's always next year. There is always next year. And I, I know I'm already making the plans for next year to try and spend a couple extra nights there because I can only imagine that after the success of this year, we're probably going to see 10 houses again. Maybe we might see a couple extra houses. Who, who knows, you know? It, I, I, I'll compare this to, like, professional wrestling. Vince McMahon did the four pay-per-views. WCW went, we'll do six. Vince matched, okay, we'll do eight. We'll do 10. Now we get 17 a month. 
Uh, you know, yeah, like, exactly. there's a pay-per-view yeah. every other day now. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, that's, you know, that's the cool thing about it. If it's a success, why go backwards? Exactly. Like, I can't see Halloween Horror Nights going back to, like, eight houses next year. I could see them doing ten again, but I know there's still locations in the resort that's not being used. So who's to say we might not get 12? Yeah. And uh, listen, it, I... I am crazy enough, and I'm sure you're crazy enough, Zach, that 12 houses, uh, sign me up. I'd be there. Yeah, if you give me 12 houses, that's guaranteed I got to go two nights. Uh, absolutely. And then there, and then therein lies making a little extra profit as well. Two nights worth of tickets. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to move on, though, to a house we did go through, and I definitely want to get your opinion on this one, Zach. Dead Exposure Patient Zero. Um, they, uh, Dead Exposure was, uh, it's a sequel to one of their houses before, and this one's based in France, and, like, everybody's getting excited because of the ambiance of that, and, you know, zombies, obviously a big Halloween thing, but I'll be honest, I don't remember a lot besides being in a subway and zombie skeleton guys coming at you because the strobe light is so intense in this one you can't really get a grasp of where you are like you could tell me it was France sure I'll believe you but it it was decent to go through I definitely have some scares from it but it's not as memorable as any of the other houses see I actually disagree with you on this house this is one of my favorite houses we got to walk through that night. Uh, I, I do want to kind of jump on the strobe light thing because I personally did enjoy that. I thought that the strobe light was great because they were showing you and blinding you in specific areas and giving you what they wanted to show you. Like, I thought this house was extremely creative from the sense that the crew there just made sure that you didn't see what they didn't want you to see. So you had no idea where a scare was coming from until they showed you that scare and it was right in your face and you had you didn't know how to react and it felt like I, I felt very enclosed, claustrophobic. Uh, I, I do want to stress though, again, the strobe light thing, if you maybe have a sensory issue, definitely avoid this house. Uh, and if you don't like, as you said, Zach, pitch blackness throughout the course of the house, it's definitely one to avoid because it is the moment you walk in there, the only light you see is what they want you to see. Yeah. And I, and don't get it twisted. I'm not saying it's a bad house. I'm just saying out of all the houses that I went through that night, this one had a little bit of pushback on me just from that standpoint, because I do love knowing my surroundings. And like you said, they're just showing you what you need to see. And it, it got pulled off. I was scared and I, you know, if I lived in Florida and I went to Halloween Horror Nights more, I would go through this house again. But I, you know, it just didn't didn't hit me like it did with you. But that's that's okay. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the point of these events. It's it's they're appealing to different people, different ways, and one of those ways is by bringing in those IPs that we know and love. And one of them this year, a legendary character. He is back on the big screen currently killing it at the box office uh mr michael myers returned in halloween four 
Yeah, I'm a big fan of Michael Myers. He's my favorite horror movie slasher. It's actually Halloween 1978. It's my favorite horror movie, period. So I always love the fact that Halloween Horror Nights has this as a house every couple of years. And Halloween 4, I'll be honest, is one of the less memorable ones uh, from the entire Michael Myers saga. But... I knew going into it, you know, it's not the movie that I'm going to be watching. I'm going through a seven minute version of it. That's probably going to have some wicked scares and I'll give them a bonus credit that, you know, they put the real actual Michael Myers mask on all the guys and not that crappy one from part four. Um, I enjoy this house. I enjoy it a lot. I enjoy it more than most people. But again, that's just because I'm a fanboy about Michael Myers. But they they nailed it, man. I'm telling you, like, this is one of the houses that I can visually see just sitting here thinking, like, going through the, uh, the hospital at the beginning, going through the barnyard. There's so many times that I was just jumping because Michael Myers was coming around the corner and they do a great job of using the John Carpenter little stinger uh, when he pops out. And just as a like, you know, uh, a, a wonderful thing for me, the second time I went through this house, you're going through like a barn area and Michael Myers pops up and he's coming at me. This didn't happen to me the first time, but he's coming at me with a knife and on my right, uh, Dr. Loomis comes out of nowhere and shoots Michael with a gun and shoots him twice because he's coming back at me and Loomis is like, get out of here. I legitimately felt like I was in a Halloween movie. It was the most fanboy I've ever gotten in <laughs> one of these things. It was nonstop. I loved it. What'd you think? I was a huge fan of this house. I love this house. Uh, you and me have had this discussion before. Maybe somewhere down the road we'll have this discussion again uh, about favorite horror franchises. I personally am a Nightmare on Elm Street guy, but I love Michael Myers. You know my obsession with just all things horror Zach yeah, uh, yeah. and and this house it, it played to that it absolutely played to that it was uh, like you like you mentioned I felt like I was in the movie a seven minute condensed version of it I see every set piece in my head I see those images of Jamie I see the scares like and I, I wish I did it that second time with you guys I know when you guys went through it uh you and and uh Brooke and and the young one there um I, I was pretty jealous because I, I I mean I was still happy I was hanging out with Chucky in the scare zone but a part of me wished I got to experience it that second time because like you said and and I think is a huge thing about what's great about Horror Nights as well is that it always changes no matter how many times you walk through it it changes so that second time around you got a more personalized experience a more personalized scare that really made you feel like Dr. Loomis saved your life yeah, because that first time, you know, I saw Michael just going across, going for Loomis, but this time it was a different feel. And I'm I'm not saying like they were like, oh, let's jump at this kid or whatnot, but it just, it definitely felt different. And just like you said, there's things that you miss and there's different scares and they just did a wonderful job. Yeah, they did a fantastic job. It is a, it is a house that's worth doing twice. Uh, if you are a fan of the franchise like you, Zach, it is, it, it plays to you. It plays to you the way that, that something like Stranger Things played to me and, and it hits you with those scares and it hits you with good scares and it's not lacking. 
Yeah, it's a house, you know, if you don't like the Halloween franchise, one's probably enough. But if you're a big fan of the franchise, you're going to want to experience again and not forget. Absolutely. One house, though, that I feel like I did forget, and maybe you could fill me in on, is Scary Tales, Deadly Ever After. That's, that's so funny, because I feel like this was the, like, best original, like all around encompassed in a world like I felt like they did a good job of you know here's all these fairy tales of old that we're going to tell you and when you go through each section they do a a pretty kick butt job of hitting you with some scares especially with like you know villains of these tales the wicked witch is up front at the beginning just flying around the castle and i'm like what in the world this is insane again they have a crazy budget they could do what they want so like when you're going through the little mermaid section which was pretty rad which brooke hated because little mermaid's her favorite oh they ruined her fairy tale (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so when they're messing up hers and making it a villain, that kind of got her a little bit. But then the very end, there's one there's one scene with the Wicked Witch. Like, I'm looking at her on one side, and when we're walking up, another one pops up. Like, like the dang raptors from Jurassic Park. Clever there's girl. two coming from this. Yeah, exactly. Clever girl. And, um, yeah, I just felt like this was a well-done house. Uh, There's a Humpty Dumpty section. And like, again, going back to the spells, they have like a burning egg smell. Like they, they bring it in these things. And I thought this was one of the best encompassing houses that were original. I, as you explain it to me, I'm remembering walking through this house and I'm remembering beautiful set pieces. I, I, I remember actually when you said the Wicked Witch right there in the beginning flying around, I went, oh yeah, I do remember this. But I felt the house did let me down because I, I'm, I'm as you explained it, I'm just remembering, oh yeah, the smell, the set pieces, the this, the that. Where were the scares? Where was this? Where was that? Like, I don't know. I just, I, I hate to say that. I hate to say that I felt a little let down, but it, it, it is one that escapes me from the night, this house. Well, a big thing about Horror Nights, I feel, is placement. So if yes. you like, I think I led this one, and because of that, maybe you got gypped in some of the scares. I was in the back for this house. I know I was I was the fourth person in line in our group. Now, so. now to let you know the listeners know, th- there are houses that are like that. Like the beginning, people get the scares, while sometimes the back it doesn't. That's not like a house that we're going to talk about next. Oh no, no, no! This this house. Uh, I think I'm still having nightmares from this house. Uh, what yeah. are the? <laughs> I mean, everybody was talking going into this year. Stranger Things, Stranger Things, Stranger Things, and rightfully so. It is the biggest. Uh, property that they have ever gotten their hands on and just the hottest thing out there on Netflix and you say you say the word Stranger Things and your great great grandmother is like I know who Dustin is I know Steve mm-hmm. but this house Poltergeist I think they absolutely nailed I loved the way that they told the story from walking you start off in in the swimming pool and you work your way from the back of the movie all the way to the beginning of the movie here in in Florida. Like, I I was blown away, and the amount of scares 
that are just around every single corner. I legitimately almost went to the bathroom in my pants at many, many times. Yeah, that's that's about the right kind of, <laughs> you know, way of saying it because you, you hit it right there. The facade's like one of the most amazing parts about it because between the Hollywood's Horror Nights and Orlando's Horror Nights, what I find the most interesting is that they both could have a piece of property and do it completely different. And I'm not I'm not one who goes to Hollywood so I can't really explain their differences in a good or bad way but what i can say is i've seen video of the hollywood house and their facade was just the house and you're walking into it which isn't bad in a normal circumstance i think that's where it's at but the fact that orlando said you know what we're going to do one of the big things at the end was the the pool with the dead bodies coming up so we're starting with the dead bodies and that was so unreal especially at one point when i'm walking and again they're so good with their scares that and so close that a skeleton came into the view of my face at the perfect time with like a lightning bolt when the skeleton went away I could still see glimpses of the skeleton because my eyes haven't adjusted yet yeah this they they were on point with this house I mean as you mentioned just walking in the the ambiance that it sets the minute you start walking in and you see these skeletons and you're walking through the pool and you see the house and the lightning and the thunder you you know that you're in for a really great experience but bad time as well like because you're gonna get scared a lot and you know that like oh geez this is only the beginning and i'm already really terrified what is lying ahead i don't want to know but i gotta know so you just keep pressing forward and this house is the house that i lost my voice in like i had to take a, a sick day at my job after getting back from horror nights because i still hadn't recovered from this house and it's mainly I mean, as you go through it, obviously it's it's an IP, so they're playing off of a lot of different aspects of the movie. The clowns. The clowns yeah. absolutely set me off. Now, I already have a fear of clowns, but when I'm walking through this and an actual clown head is turning, I'm I'm done. You you have legitimately scared the voice out of me. Well, they they know what points of the movie that were really scary and how to use them. So the clowns what was really smart on there, it's not just one scene that you're going to get. Yes, you're going to get him sitting in the chair and turning his head like, you know, how it scared you. But then later on, you're going to get like a full-bodied person in a clown suit. Yep. Then you're going to get an even bigger head coming at you with arms. Yep. Like, they don't, they have no idea the <laughs> nightmares they probably gave so many people during this. And like, one of my favorites was the big giant skull dog. Yes! You know, like, you get that image because before we went, we watched the movie, and in my mind, I was like, are they going to be able to pull off this scare? Like, how do you do it? And the <laughs> heck, man, they, <laughs> they not it only off. did it once, they do it like four times, like one of them's coming at you. Yeah. I screamed. I never had a full scream, like of a like long, ah, like it never went that long. All my screams went, ah, 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 because every where, which way I went, I got scared by a different angle. Yeah. This, this was a house that was definitely... 
I want to say, like, I don't want to say that they spent more time on this house and really paid attention to detail because every house is so beautifully paid attention to detail on, but it just feels like this house was was the house that was filled with the most scares. And we walked through it twice and even both times, it doesn't get easier the second time. It just feels like you're getting more scared the second time around. And I, I do want to give a shout out though. I, the the chicken scene, the the that was cool. Having that yeah, in there. seeing the chicken uh, pop up there. Yeah, I, yeah, uh, yeah. Like move. Yeah, no, that got me. And the guy, yes. the guy who, um, you know, he's the face his skin melting. apart. I thought it was fake, and then he jumped out and tried to scare somebody. Right. I about pooped myself. That's 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 and that's kind of like that's the thing that made this house so much fun is that you you think of the movie and you're like, oh, this is going to be a good house. There are a lot of good scares. And then you walk through it and you see how they pull off those scares and how relentless they are and and what they're using for the scare. Like I like that sequence as that that's why I brought it up because I thought it was all props. And then you get a scare from it because it's a real person. I was like, how? What? Why? No. Yeah. Like I yeah, thought no, that this, this was like Stranger Things sense. for a second. Yeah. No. This this uh, this whole like poltergeist house. It was treated in a fashion that you could tell the writers, the creators of it, they grew up on it, and it's one of those properties yeah. that they won, and you can tell that they love that they won it. Like, don't get it twisted. Everything that they got in there, they put their heart into and oh, do yes. efficiently. But this house came off as you never thought you would see this, and guess what? You're never going to forget it. Absolutely. And uh, the Poltergeist House, I would say we both recommend walking through that one if you had to pick. Yeah, I would do that twice <laughs> because I feel like you'll get different scares each time. You will because you'll know where certain scares are and that's where you kind of realize that the scares are coming from all angles because the second time we walked through, I was like, ha I know, I know the clown's going to move over here. And then I got it from, you know, the opposite angle about a half a second later. And I was like, I did not know that was there. That is right. great. Thank you. Thank you again. Uh, one, one thing that did not scare me, though, uh, was mm-hmm. Twisted Tradition. Okay, jumping into the scare zones. Yeah, I want to jump into the scare zones a little bit because I don't want to ruin all the poltergeists for everybody. <laughs> Good call. No, Twisted Traditions, this is what I'll simply put it as. When when you're in this park, you have to walk to all the areas. Like, what they do a good job is it's all mapped out. You go this way, you get to a house. You go that way, you get to a house. Well, Twisted Traditions is in, like, a big walkway path. And, you know, they got creepy houses. They got creepy pumpkin guys. They got pumpkin guys that you noticed in the harvest at the beginning. And it does a good job of getting you from A to B while scaring you or trying to scare you but that's all it is there's nothing memorable about it it's just the right then right now you're going to get a little fun because this section is where trick-or-treat was and trick-or-treat got way more love at this part than where i feel twisted uh twisted tradition is I 100% agree with you on that and really don't feel I need to go any further into it. It's it's nice, it's gorgeous, it's pretty, but it, it's it's if you want a little bit of downtime from maybe the relentlessness of chainsaws or whatever it is that's been chasing you, Twisted Tradition is the 
scare zone to walk through. You know, you just you'll get you'll get scared, but but you'll be kind of really amazed by the sights of it more or less than really anything else. Yeah, I mean, it's got pretty ambiance and, you know, that's cool. I don't think it's one of those where it's like, oh, let's hang out on the side like a Vamp 85. No. Where we're going to talk. Yes. But I just, I just felt like, you know, exactly what it's meant for. You walk through to get to the next section and yeah. that's it. And that is it. But one that you <laughs> did just kind of reference that you would want to hang out in is one that we spent a good amount of time in and you actually had perhaps one of the best experiences and I think you made a lot of people's horror nights when we walked through this one the first time it was Killer Clowns from Outer Space yeah I mean talk about a property I 100% never thought I would see at a Halloween Horror Nights or any other kind of uh, haunt out there but the fact that I think this was one of the last things announced and my mind and when I saw it, I just smiled because we watched the movie once we, uh, you know, heard about it. And like my nostalgia factor was up to 100 because of it. And one thing happens in the movie where the little killer clown wants to like fight the one biker dude and he has like boxing gloves and he knocks his block off. Now, after I watched the movie and specifically that scene, I told myself, if I see that clown, I'm going to pick a fight. And, you know, sometimes at Horror Nights, you know, they have unruly people and if you ask for like pictures and such like that, like some people come to you and they're like, hey, move along. You can't exactly do that. But to paint a picture, and I think what I'm going to do, I'm going to post on our Twitter after this episode comes out, the video Ooh. that you recorded of yes. me. But we're literally walking through Killer Clowns from Outer Space, and they got everything. They got the tent on the, the side of a building showing it going up into space and landing. They have this little uh, canister thing that's holding all the, the people wrapped in a cocoon of uh, cotton candy and we're walking up and you were seeing all these clowns and then I see him. Then I see this little sucker and he has his boxing gloves on. So I say, you know what? I'm going to pick a fight. I'm putting up my hands. I'm putting up my dukes. I'm in fighting position. And like this other clowns pointing at me, showing it to the little guy and he starts walking up and he starts walking up and all of a sudden I'm backing up and I back up into a huge killer clown scares the bejesus out of me. Then I turn back around and that other big clowns at me. I scream like a little baby again and then I just run. It was the most like fun I've ever had in a scare zone and maybe in my life at a horror night. It was to put it as a from a perspective's standpoint, probably one of the funniest moments as well, especially if you are a fan of that movie. Because the moment I saw you, that's like I was recording because I was just excited to be in that. Because like you, I'm a I, I'm a huge fan of this film. I've been for a very long time. I have weird memories of watching that movie as a child. For whatever reason, the the scene where the clown is driving next to the other guy and he's not, and you know mm. he obviously doesn't have a car. He's just driving thin air. <laughs> he's always, just riding. Yeah. yeah, he's just riding to crash somebody off the road. That scene <laughs> always stuck with me as a child. So I I have weird memories of that. Uh, but 
I was recording just because I'm like, wow, look at this. As you said, look at the tent. Oh, look at the cotton candy. Oh, my God. Look at he's walking the dog. He's walking the dog. <laughs> I love that he was walking the invisible dog. It, it was, you know, I'm, I'm just losing it. And then I turn and I saw you duking up and I went, oh, my God, he's doing the scene from the movie. So, like, uh, as as somebody who was standing by watching this unfold, it it was definitely one of the biggest highlights I can ever say that I've had at a Halloween Horror Nights and you know I've again we've we've gone to these for a couple of years now there are a lot of moments that I can be like that's a memorable moment and that this will be a moment that I will talk about till my deathbed because I'll yeah. be like my friend Zach legitimately did this at Horror Nights and got scared yeah I mean it just it just worked out it was interactive this is definitely the like scare zone where if you want to sit sit yes. chill out grab a drink watch how these clowns are going to scare everybody and they're probably going to come up with uh, come up to you because you are waiting around um but there's uh, there's other great things in the scare zone like it's they have the one. ice cream truck they actually have like one of the kids who gets kissed in the face a lot and has all the lipstick on him he's running around trying to scare people too like they do a fantastic job with this scare zone and vamp 85 yes. where i think they've changed the game of scare zones i will agree with you on that uh this is absolutely just a fun kind of as you said you hang out they'll come up to you but it's not like super scary or super loud you know like when when you walk it through the simpsons you don't want to sit there because you're just going to hear the revving of chainsaws and the smell of that gasoline and it's going to get really old really fast where Killer Clowns is they're playing the music from the movie the tent's going up you got shadow puppets on the side of the wall like it, you feel like you've been planted in the middle of this Killer Clown invasion right there in Universal Studios and it's just it, it's so much fun and you bring up Vamp 85 again that was another one that was just so much fun and, and I, I just I can't see where they go next year with scare zones. Like they have to kind of continue this path, right? Like these really fun interactive ones. Yeah, I mean, like I saw them do it with the purge. Like I said, I've always thought the purge did a great job of feeling like you're in the movie. It's not just a house; it's open area. Try to survive. Where with Vamp eighty five and Killer Clowns, I feel like you are immersed in a world that they're creating, and you don't want to leave. And you know, we're going to get into a subject on the next episode that and with my money if I knew what I was getting maybe I might have stayed in the scare zones instead of going to something else oh wow that's interesting yeah. to hear I'm intrigued yeah. at what we're going to talk about <laughs> next episode now <laughs> uh, I did have one other question for you before we kind of move on from uh, Killer Clowns a little bit. Do you think that with the, because Killer Clowns has obviously across social media, across everything, kind of just been a hit amongst the fans as well as Vamp 85. And I even think Chucky's gotten a lot of love as well here and there. It has its, it has its followers as, as the movies actually still do. Uh, it, you know, it has its cult following. It's cult of Chucky, one should say. <laughs> oh boy! Oh yeah, boy. <laughs> bad, bad pun, bad pun. But uh, do, do you think that uh, you we might see them go a little bit more kind of these B grade horror of the '80s for scare zones, uh, grindhouse style stuff a little bit as well? Like when you look at Slaughter Cinema's success. 
I mean, it's quite possible the way that I look at it and maybe, and this is just my hot take, but maybe that's the route you go with some of these B style movies. Let's like, for instance, um, trick or treat trick or treat was an amazing scare zone. It was beautiful. I love it. It's a cult hit, like you said, but you know, going through the house, it was a different story. Yes, they got they got some scares, but I felt more attached to the scare zone to, than the house. If you tell me Killer Clowns from Outer Space are getting a house next year, I might be a little, uh, you know, jaded of it with my trick or treat reaction. Not to say that I wouldn't go into Killer Clowns' house, but I felt like killer clowns as a scare zone just as much as slaughter cinema had that fake critters movie in there where it's like (laughs) one room like if you were to tell me oh there's a mashup and killer clowns were going to be the house cool but the fact of you know maybe you look out for different properties to to you know this is this is just me spitballing um not necessarily in the same vein but almost in the same vein of chucky like you remember puppet master yeah love puppet master what if what if puppet master was a scare zone like and those dolls were just walking around you know those creepy little bastards That's and like sweet. You know, those are the kind of things that I think work as scare zones more than houses. Uh, and I would agree with you on that. Uh, I, I, I was just, I was curious because they, you know, they've had some massive successes this past year with this kind of 80s theme. And everybody, I don't think the 80s are going to be going out of style come HHN 29. So, you know. Right. I, I was wondering maybe, maybe there's something from that B-grade seller that we all loved the way, you know, the way Killer Clowns was loved and it just kind of pops up out of nowhere and you're like, that's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, 100%. And I think I think there's properties at this moment I can't think of right now that I can see being those type of things, but you got to do more of that. Uh, I don't necessarily know if they'll stick with the 80s vibe. I mean, I kind of feel like you have to do Stranger Things season two uh, for a house next year. But I feel we're going to do an episode of what we think is going to happen next year. So we'll save all that. We'll save all of this for that episode. Uh, But that'll do it for this episode. Thank you guys again for tuning in. Thank you, Zach, as always, for hanging out. Uh, We can be followed on the Twitter. We have a Twitter account now where we actually tweet stuff and we tweet links to this podcast, which is probably how you're listening. Uh, at, <laughs> at Haunters Pod, Haunters P-O-D is how you can follow us. We love getting your feedback. I know we did get a little bit of feedback, actually, uh, over Harvest, the scare zone, and I quickly, to hit on that, we kind of were like, oh, it was an okay thing, this and that, but uh, we got some feedback saying that Harvest, the Harvest was actually supposed to be a house until Blumhouse came along. Yeah, I saw that, and yeah. I didn't realize it until I actually Googled up the shirt that was talked about. Yeah, and yeah. that it was on the back of the shirt. That kind of, like, fascinated me. That fascinates me as well and makes me curious because I got a lot of questions on that that I don't know if we can dive into on this episode, uh, just time-wise, like... You no, know, you like, already I, said goodbye. Yeah, I already said goodbye. We, we'll we cover that on another episode. Uh, but Haunters POD, give us a follow on Twitter. Also on Facebook, Haunters Podcast. Zach, until yes. next time, my friend. Stay scary, my friend. <laughs> he said it. <laughs>